Hey friends, please be sure to subscribe on this listening platform to be sure that you do not miss an episode. I'm so grateful that you're here and I also wanna make sure that you do not miss a single word. If you're new, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Please be sure to check out the first few episodes to find out a little bit about me and kinda how I landed up in podcasting. So I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about your life experiences without judgment, without labeling them good or bad, not quite enough? If this person or that person would have done something differently, if you would have done something differently, perhaps it would have been a different outcome and judging them with some type of polarity like, oh, that was a really bad experience or that was a really good experience. And perhaps maybe thinking about those experiences as them serving you, that they are really lessons that can heal. And so today I'm talking with a longtime friend, Latoya Stone. Latoya is an author and a coach. And I'm so grateful that we had this opportunity to catch up about her new book, Life Lessons That Heal the Soul. I share some of my favorite takeaways from the book, and it is such a powerful tool, really, guys, to support you in moving through experiences. It's like a real self-guided journal that has some fundamental principles that can support you in shifting. So I'm so grateful and so glad that you're here for this episode. So take a listen. So how are you doing? It's a lot. I mean, I, it's so many exciting things that are happening, but mm-hmm. I am really just grateful right now. Like, I feel like I'm moving in so many ways that I could not think of. And it's funny because every time I see you, you know what I think of? No, tell me. <laughs> I think tell me, tell me, tell me. Our, and I think this was my first silent retreat. It was, you oh, know, your... Right. It was probably your, I don't know, fifth or something like that at that point. And that's when you had gotten the dream, the image, and I watched the manifestation happen. And it was so incredible. And I was wowed by it. So every time I see it, it's what I think about, you know, like I think of that manifestation power that is so incredible. Wow. It's so funny. It's not funny. It's so <laughs> perfect that you said that because one of my questions has to do with manifestation. And this book, this incredible book that I have noted up and I'm so excited about this. Congratulations. Life Lessons that Heal the Soul by Latoya Stone. Here's Morgan, but it's Stone. And so I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to really talk to you because I want to talk about manifestation. And I do want to talk about how you termed it in the book, because I found that so interesting and juicy. But I really want to talk to you about really take me back to that moment in time, right? That's etched upon your spirit, your soul, your heart that when you look back, and you're like, I could have gone this way, or I could have gone this way. I can't even credit myself for thinking that I knew because <laughs> I did not know, but I can tell you the time, the day. It was right after church. Uh, I was attending a Catholic church in Queens at the time, and it was after the service. And myself and my mom had walked outside, and there was a new pastor, Father Joe, and he had like a little form for how you're going to do your ministry. Now, I had just gotten back from college. College. So my thought process was not about doing ministry right, right, right. <laughs> at all. All right. all right. I was just like, all right, I'm going to go to church with my mom for this one day. And you know, that make her it. happy. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> 
And, you know, in that moment, he said, you know, what is your ministry? And I was like, I don't know, like, I kind of was brushing it off. And he said, Yeah, but if you knew what would it be? And I looked at the paper and I was like, oh, I think I could just work with the youth. And I had no idea <laughs> that that choice in that moment will propel my life in the way it has. Yeah. And I, I can only say thank you. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what you need to know, right? But yes. someone else is being led by God or spirit and just get that download to ask you at that particular time. And that really was the birthplace of my spiritual just journey. You know, I, I would say before that, it was pretty religious. I went to Catholic school from nursery to 12th grade. And if I could probably go to Catholic high school if my mom really wanted me to, but I was fighting at that point, like, no. (laughs) Right. And so I had just been routine, Mm -hmm. go to church on Sundays. Sundays was not a day to do anything else, but to go to church. Even so, it was so ingrained in me that even in college, sometimes I would just get up and go to church. Not because I really wanted to, but it was so much part of the process. And so being there and saying yes in that moment, what that did for me was unlock all that was already there that I had no idea. Yumminess. And so I began working with, yeah, I, I began working with the youth and just finding their beauty and being able to relate to them and where they are, and then be that gap, that space in between. Because if you know Catholic Church, not to say, but you know, church in general, <laughs> yeah. it's like the older people are controlling it and they're doing everything. And then the young people are just like, oh, I guess I'm here. You know, so I found that gap in that space to empower them. And then just under that leadership and guidance of Joe, it was just phenomenal. Because then I started to realize, you know, things that were unconsciously already within my own understanding of what this whole experience was about Mm -hmm. to me I honestly thought like the priest had all the answers they were the spiritual like I had no idea I had any power you know that isn't that interesting that you say that that this was really about unleashing your power within and really really seeing the giant that super incredible woman that was in there that is in there that continues to show herself to the world to serve and i do remember that time because we did a dance we supported in dance ministry do you remember that yes absolutely yeah i was like i can't dance latoya can dance i'll try to dance but no no but i love dancing it's part of my spiritual practice too. And I just love it, love it, love it. But you know, it's so true, you know, from the outside looking in, it was just amazing to see how these young adults connected with you, you know, and that ministry was really your ministry. I supported you really. And so it was just really great to be able to see. So that was that time. And so here you are X amount of years later, and the transitions have been over and over and over and over and over again. And so how did you get to where you are at this point? So what is it that you can say filled the gap between that moment and now? You know, it was constant. And it was, Joe was definitely along the way. And so even in that process of working with the youth at the church, Mm -hmm. uh, him just giving me the platform and the space to be on the leadership team, 
right? Which might seem very small to some, but it was huge for my ability to grow and stretch. Now, I had a full-time job working at a really great network in, in the city. And I would go to, you know, the meetings in the morning, they would have it early in the morning, so I could go there and then go to do my job. And so that was another seed that was planted, right? And then fast forward, once I left that network, and I started to work for a marketing company. Now, you know, the things that, that are going in your mind from just conditionings of your family patterns or whatever. And so I have a whole podcast on just imprinting. Exactly. hundred percent. And so even still now I was running a team of young women and men and that were college age. And I was still kind of doing the same thing that I did with the youth group. And I had one young woman that was really sick And because she was so sick, I then again said, Joe, I think you need to go see her, right? So Joe went to go see her, again, thinking that it's beyond what I could do, right? Uh. Joe went to see her and Joe said, Toya, you're coaching these people, you're building them up, all you do, you have a community. And I was like, huh, I'm just working my job, right? Right, So then he was again there to see that gift and just to encourage and to really like support me in recognizing what was inside. And so, you know, fast forward to definitely different organizations and things of that nature. And it wasn't until, (laughs) it's a funny story, but not so funny, uh, laid off twice in three years. And when I was laid off, I remember that. Yeah, that was, (laughs) It was challenging because it was like, I remember the the energy that I felt about it, which was like, oh, my gosh, exactly. What what is she twice? Oh, my gosh. You know, like this desperate feeling because of the lack of understanding of that power within and that manifestation. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it wasn't at that point, I wasn't like in college or in my 20s that I could just be at home, I had already purchased a home. And so I have real life, like responsibilities, right, big people people bills. And so what is going to happen in that time? And that's why I say it's in the when we become aware, it's not the big things that you have to go to through or see. It's the little things. I was walking on the streets of New Orleans for Essence Festival. In that moment, someone stopped and asked me to take a picture for street style. And because the, you know, the list of questions that they asked, asked the question of, you know, my occupation. And that's when I like I skipped it at first because I was like, I'm not writing unemployed. That's what I currently am. <laughs> I'm going to write oh. something else. And literally when I went back, my pen wrote life coach. And that's <laughs> when I said, yes, I said, yes. Oh, that's right. And I was with my cousins and I was like, I'm going to coach and I'm going to be coaching this. And they were looking at me like, what are you talking about? What is a coach? <laughs> right, <laughs> I don't think right, I right, even right, really knew right, what it was. Right, right, right. Um, and so that was the yes part. And the constant saying yes, and it has gone in so many different directions. Yet now I really, really feel very grounded in the craft and the art because I know I have been doing the work the entire time on me, like letting me birth and come to life, empowering myself and recognizing what's here is a gift that has been on loan to me to share with the world. And now I get the opportunity to do that, you know, and so it's exciting. It's exciting. And it's so there's so many nuggets in what you said. But the one that sticks out for me the most is this, this habit of creating the word yes to flow out of your mouth, 
right? If we can do anything just in general, if I can do anything is just continually say yes, mm-hmm. you know, to the nudges and the, and the movements in your life that are coming forth. I think, you know, we are accustomed to, you know, as I'm raising kids right now, I'm thinking about all the stuff that, that I have to remind myself to support them in. And that is that they can create, they can manifest, and they don't really have to pay anything for that. They don't have to do anything for that. That's yeah. just a part of who they are. And it's challenging, you know, because it's different, you know, right. it's different than the way I was raised. And I'm in the process of learning how to do that consistently myself. Of course. Yeah. And I think we all do that yeah. at some point in time. We're just like, really? I have that type of power, you know, I have that God power inside of me, you know, that God love and, you know, just understanding that and really, you know, to be able to have a conversation with you is like, I'm so excited about it because we get to talk yumminess and I'm excited about this book. So tell us how this came to be because Hmm. you just recently got married. Congratulations. And it says Latoya Morgan. You're welcome. It says Latoya Morgan on here. So when did this happen? Yeah. So, and so the new, so it's funny because the new prince will have the new name. Um, Yeah. So again, this was years ago. Talk about the power of saying yes and choosing when you hear the little mm-hmm. nudge. Don't wait for the, you know, the brick to come. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a nudge, you know. So for me, what's supportive is a spiritual practice in the morning. And so what's very consistent, because it changes based on, you know, what I need throughout the course days of my life. However, what's pretty consistent is reading some type of sacred text, some type of motivational word in the morning. That's what's consistent. And, and sometimes I read different people's and, uh, you know, all that. And so one morning, years ago, when I tell you years, I mean, years ago, I got the nudge that, hey, you should do something like this for others. And they will probably be in the same seat you sit in with feeling, you know, inspired and, and motivated and grounded in the day. Me? Uh Uh-uh, not me. I'm not a writer. Now, math, I'm a little bit better on. (laughs) I'm not a writer. So what do you mean, me? I don't don't really like writing at all. I'm very insecure about writing uh, because I I like love reading words that are eloquent and I'm like super excited for people that can write, but that's not me. So I filed it here, didn't think about it. Yet one year maybe or two years later, it came back. And what I did was I went on my first solo trip and that solo trip was just to write. Right. Wow. And I went, I think I went to the Bahamas and that was the first time I had ever gone on a solo trip outside the country. All of that, you know, as a woman. And yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? I, to give th- to do that though today for me, I would just <laughs> right exactly. And so I just thought like, all right, this is what you you know get to do when you get that. And I wrote a lot, and 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 so life lessons that healed the soul are really my own lessons. So experiences yeah. that I've been through. So we kind of connect it back to me not recognizing my power, not thinking that I'm good enough, all of that. So being able to share and utilize my voice is a large part of my vision. And so I wrote it. But again, parked it somewhere else and kept moving on with life, <laughs> even oh, though wow. I wrote, so you wrote it and then you, you didn't do anything with it. You parked and, it. 
Right. Yeah. So I just wrote a couple of the lessons, but I didn't write oh, uh, all of it. them. Right. And it wasn't until <laughs> being in, so I went back for taking more coaching courses and right. taking a course at InterVision. And uh, literally one of the opportunities that I had gotten was what's something that you haven't seen to its completion, but is wow. you know, there. <laughs> and immediately when I heard that opportunity, I love the word opportunity these days. <laughs> right. As soon as I heard that, it immediately came forth. Like I didn't have to think about anything. It just came. And I said, yeah, oh, well, I said, no, maybe not the book. Come on. Now I don't have enough time, you know, and also right. because I'm taking, a, I was taking a course, part of me of just the school part, I want to get right. it done properly. Right. So I don't, I don't have time to mess with that. And it just kept coming. I said, all right, there we go. Yes. Again. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. That was and so then I just completed and started to really make it take form of a book and, and creating the 23 days and, you know, I doing love all of that. And so it is still surreal <laughs> a little bit. I love the fact that in your book on page 37, well, throughout the whole book, like when you guys get it because the link is in the show notes. So make sure that you tap into that. But a reflective moment feels like a breath of fresh air when you say that, you know, because you give your it's so um, true what you say that you wrote the book for yourself, because it feels like I'm on a journey with you. And it feels like you've written it, and then you have a reflection. And it sits so well, right? Because you, you say the story you share with us so such intimate parts of your life, and how these times have really helped you to shift. And then you give a reflective moment for us to be able to take that to the next step. And so on page 37, you say quiet the outside noises because they can drown out your internal desires. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yes, yes. What a year. <laughs> Yes. I mean, did you know that? Did, did you? That's what I was asking you when you write it. Did you oh, write no, it in that, 2020? Because no, that, that was not a 2020 quote. Yeah, that, that was, was this yeah. is perfect for 2020. Which Absolutely. Is, you know, quiet the outside noises because they can drown out your internal desires. And so since I think collectively we haven't done that consistently mm-hmm. and placed in a position where we have now the opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. more consistently to really look at that. And so these internal desires really can't, you know, and so it really connects now to your solo trip. It connects to the quiet places that this vision really came forth for you. And it just so eloquently put in this book of how that can move on and how does this inner power represent for you because the in the quiet, I think so many people are like, well, we're not so powerful when we're quiet or meditating Mm. or still or so forth and so on. But really, it's like that inner, you know, even when you went back, you know, when you when we go back to that first story that you shared, that's that inner power, that sleeping giant or that giant Mm -hmm. giant that's now, you know, awake. But you know, it's essentially it's, it's that process. So how do people do that? So you've experienced it. And so how do people kind of rustle that internal spirit, that inner power, and to become quiet enough to listen? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I want to share, because as you were talking, this came to me, most times, and especially I did in the beginning, when you think about inner power, you don't think that there's challenges and there's obstacles. <laughs> it's actually the 
complete opposite, <laughs> right? right? So all of those things are a part of our fullness of being a human, right? And so one of our spiritual teachers says this, attending and befriending mm-hmm. that those things that come into our life for a greater purpose to see it that way. So all of the lessons, and and I'm specific in calling it a lesson because it's a difference when you see something as a lesson than this happening to me. It's really happening for my greater growth and the growth of others, right? So at the time that I'm going through half of these scenarios, I don't recognize that this is for me or for anybody else. But I tell you that the amount of people that have shared their experiences after reading this experience, the experiences that are in the book are already like, it's surreal to me, you know, Um, but that's what we are here for in different ways and forms in our life, right? And so I think it's always about understanding that as you have this power inside, that is your birthright. It's nothing that you have to earn or do, say or not say, it's already planted within you, right? And so as you begin to lean into that, understand that there are going to be experiences that come to show you really what you are made of. And and what we choose, as you said before, is depending on where we will land within that portion of our story. It's so great that you said that because I just had a conversation with my girlfriend and I said to her, this, you are entitled to this. This (laughs) is like, if you can just imagine, I'm such a visual person. If you can just imagine it on your birth certificate, like your mother's name, your father's name, and then you're entitled to abundance. I mean, just abundance on all areas, not about abundance in regards to what you receive, but already knowing that you've received it. You know, like I love that. I love already, already understanding that concept. It's a reminder. Everything we do is a reminder of the fact of what we've already been given. Not Mm -hmm. that we have to obtain or create or buy or get you know, and so that for me has so great. I love when you said that, because that just connected. I wonder why (laughs) connected (laughs) right back to the conversation that she and I had. And so in this sense of this continual inner power, there are also some other things that must be done, or must be attuned or kind of taken care of. And for Mm -hmm. me, one of the things that's this is probably my favorite chapter is the one on discipline. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you don't see my face, but you can probably hear my face. Yes, yes. You can probably hear my face on it. Discipline supports your vision to manifest. And I know this to be true because of exactly what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I knew that this podcast came about for me to establish my discipline, but discipline on another level, not just about doing something consistently, but about doing it for the purpose of creating a deeper spiritual connection to what it is that I wanted to manifest. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, for other reasons, using my voice and being able to be a part of a community of those who are doing work to serve and to Mm -hmm. shift. And so that quote, Discipline supports your vision to manifest. Absolutely. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. You know, so I I usually say that I have a lot of discipline. So the reason why, (laughs) because... I was born into a Jamaican household. <laughs> if you know anything about that, right, 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 Jamaican right. household. And then, as I mentioned before, I was in Catholic school from nursery to twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. 
right? So that it would be the outer discipline. Yeah, I was going to say there's a difference. There is such a difference. So I used to say that like I had a lot of different discipline, but that internal discipline is showing up for myself moment by moment. And that's where it was very slippery to say the Mm -hmm. least. Right. And so doing something on a consistent basis builds that like, so doing something, like I said before, the spiritual practice, some people may color something that you can honor yourself so that you can be consistent. It's about showing up for yourself on a consistent basis before anything else comes into the space to challenge or to take you off track, literally allowing yourself that space and time. And even when it does, being assured that this is what's important for me to do right here, right now. There is a quote, I forget who it's by, you may know, uh, about the how much discipline weighs, mm. right? More than regret, right? So right, it's like the pain of regret is uh, far greater than the pain of discipline. Exactly, where discipline really is ounces and then the regrets are pounds. So it's about making those choices before you really have to make it, right? Like, so you are just consistently getting up, showing up regardless of knowing that it's doing anything. So I often tell the people that I work with is, if we get to see what the seed we plant for, like what it grows into, that's luck, (laughs) right? No, not even luck. That's like beauty or the cherry on top, right? Really what we're doing, we're just planting seeds. We may not be the way it flourishes. It may not be the way we put the seed in the way we intend it, but it will grow, right? In some way, shape or form. And so that's a lot of letting go and allowing in the process. But discipline is really you with yourself. Because like I said, the outer discipline is a lot easier when you have to, you're in this system, (laughs) and then you just kind of follow it on the outside, that inner building that is what's most important. Yeah, I love what you said, which is that you want to do something before you have to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, so that comes because one of the aha moments for me, this past year, I'm kind of figuring my year out to be like, you know, from Natalia, you know, Mm -hmm. and so this year for me, since her transition has been really interesting for me, because it really ignited that sense of internal discipline of what it is that I needed to do to show up for myself. Mm -hmm. And that was really important because it is that internal discipline that allows you to create and manifest. But it's also that internal discipline that allows you to see that there's so much grace and mercy and in the process of it. Mm -hmm. And also, as we learn to do something, or as we learn to create discipline within ourselves, then it really does give you the option and the opportunity to be able to serve others because people are like, how did you do that? You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's a demonstration of what it is that we have the yes. It's a demonstration of the yeses that we have, you know, shared with each other. And so I show up, you show up, you know, Mm -hmm. and we show up authentically and we do things that are supportive of our most highest self. And 
it gives others the opportunity and the space to be able to do the same thing. That's such a huge gift, you know, to be able to see that. So like when, you know, my girlfriends write books, I'm like all over it, you know? So this is really important, you know, for us to be collectively support each other to showing up and saying yes, and knowing what the tools are. And so, you know, doing something before you have to do it. The other thing is, is that there's only one road. Mm. There's only mm. one road. There ain't no mm-hmm. other road. I mean, there <laughs> is, but there isn't, you know? Right, I mean? right. Because, you know, ultimately uh, what I noticed is we have to move through it, right? And, and so gaining the tools and the understanding supports us getting through it. And it's those daily decisions that build our discipline that then gets to our manifestation, right? So I, t- I think what happens is people tend to like, oh, I do this. It's not working. All right. I'm not doing it. Right. It's just like you just you're in it because you're showing up for yourself and you teaching yourself and because we can show up for everybody else. Well, at least I would say in the past, that's what I was able to do really, right. really well. Right. Somebody tells me to be here. I'm going to be on time, be there. Now, if I got to do it, if I said I'm going to go, you know, I don't know, clean up or do something, I keep putting it off and putting it off. Yeah. And so building that muscle within knowing that I'm important enough to show up for me, that's what was really supportive on an ongoing basis for a period of time, because that's what is feeding me into manifesting my vision, right? And then also just having that, you know, like you said, you were, you like to see things like being able to see, create that vision, because then that also supports you in the decisions that you're going to make as things come up, right? And I think that's also hand in hand with our manifestation. And so you take a solo trip, <laughs> you fill out a form, you take a solo trip, you write a book. It's, it's, so, like, it's so simple. Like we're, we're exactly. just like, we want to complicate everything. But the reality is, is that God is in everything and every situation. All and the time. So, right. And so you look back, you're like, oh, well, I could not have filled out the form and said, okay, I guess I'll, I'll be a youth minister. Or I guess I'll work with the youth, right? I could have just skipped the, the, right, the question, right? right and right, kept, and kept right. it moving. They just wanted right. to see what clothes I was wearing. And right. I mean, it was, I think, to be honest, I don't yeah. even think they ever used that picture. Right. I was looking, trying to find it. I cannot find the picture. That right. was something way bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so if we can pay attention to those moments, because God is constantly talking, nudging, the universe is showing us the way. And we're like, nah, mm -mm, uh -uh, too busy. Don't even see it, you know? And so that's like the breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's a great book called Conscious Loving. I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. heard of it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so that book is, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so many nuggets. But the other thing that comes to mind is the sense of, that is in the big things and the small things, mm-hmm. you know, yes. so it doesn't have to be like, knock, knock, you've just won, you know, <laughs> publisher clearing house, you know, whatever it can be. And just like signing a paper, it can yeah. be, you know what, I just want to take some time by myself. You don't have to take a solo trip. Obviously, right. that's a little challenging now, but you can go ahead and say to yourself, you know what, for the next two days, I'm kind of turning off my phone and getting off social media and not being connected in some way, shape or form. There's other ways for us to show up for ourselves. And so you did that internal work. You made the decision. You said, yes, you did the internal work, that inner work. You created these tools and you use your principles of discipline. And so now you're here manifesting Mm -hmm. and I'm manifesting like little stuff. (laughs) 
manifesting like big giant goodness like you know just supporting women on so many different levels you have a brand new podcast you have a brand new book you have to check out Latoya on YouTube she has a really great nugget videos up there and I'm your certified spiritual life coach which I I mean just so many great things that wonderful beautiful great it's so overused word but so many purposeful you know, beautiful mm-hmm. things that people can see and say, wow, she's just like me. You know, there's so many things that in your life that are so connected um, mm-hmm. for people to be able to relate to. So utilizing now these tools and kind of moving to the next step, the utilization of that to manifest is what people really want. People want to see, okay, right. so where is that's it? the thing. What, what's right. That, so what do you say? Thing. What do you say about that? Like, how do you support people to kind of like who want to kind of skip over? I'll tell you a quick story after that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the beauty in it is that there's no skipping over. Right. The process. And, and, and I, too, was there. I remember you telling Joe, I don't want to deal with the process. I just want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. There's no skipping over. And that's and thank God for that, because there's yeah. so many things that really gets developed and sharpened through the process. And so it's really about what I was thinking about on a consistent basis and feeling. So holding that vibrational frequency, holding that energy of what I desire to create, even in the space when things are coming that look very off from what I want to create because the outside is not what it really is, right? That's false illusion, right? And so what I want to hold true to on a constant basis, and I think that's really supportive for people, is that once you have your vision, right? Once you are working in doing your work and peeling back the layers, which ain't always pretty, let's just go there. We look really nice right now, but when we're doing the work for real, it ain't pretty all the time. But again, thank God for that. So once you are doing those things and holding that thought and that feeling, I mean, it's just by law, it's going to manifest, right? It's up to us consistently to choose moment by moment. And the beauty of it is that we don't have to be 100% believing because some things we want are so big and some things that our hearts desire seem so like, you know, um, we just need a, a majority. A majority, like fifty-one percent. That's right. There you go. <laughs> only fifty-one percent. You know, fifty-one percent. Just that I, I, I just love it. Yes, I know it's so good. And so I love the fact that you had someone to journey with you, as you said, Joe Dielli, and mm-hmm. that option to be able to have someone do that. And now you're doing that for others Mm -hmm. and showing up authentically to do that, to support people on their journey. And so it's very clear. It was, it has been very clear to me that when I first started doing work in coaching, that there was a missing link between the manifestation and the, the intention of what it is that you want. And then the manifestation of that. And that was what's going on now, which is the work that we need to do, you know, that creation Mm -hmm. piece. And also that there has to be internal work done in order for the external results to really show. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have to say yes to that, to dive into that because it's there. Right. And so, cause we can feel it. 
right? Yeah. It's there. We may not know what the word and term and we don't need to, but we yeah. feel it. And so we get the opportunity to have the courage to, this doesn't make me a bad person because I feel this way or think this thought. Let me just, you know, I've been using this with my clients for the last couple of weeks. It's just putting ourselves on the, you know, examining table, right? And we're just examining all of it. That's it. Without That's judgment. It. Totally without judgment, just watching and, and, and sometimes even in the operating room, dissecting, right? So that we can get to the root cause. Because if we don't get there, it's just, you know, like rubbing, I mean, pushing underneath the rug and then eventually you trip over, right? We have to be uh, courageous enough to say, yes, we want to know why I operate in this way when this person comes around or this energy is present. What does it remind me of? You know, what did I experience mm. then? You know, why am I showing up this way? And I want to be something completely different. What is that within me? And, and so it's, again, it's work, right? And it's great work because it's so supportive for that manifestation. It's so supportive for the gates that open at the, you know, once you move through and it's not by any means, am I claiming that I'm there because it's an ongoing process. It's just a different ongoing process, you know, as I continue to do my work, because I feel like I will be doing work until uh, my last breath. Yes. Right. Because I am evolving. I want to elevate. I want to continue to unlock those places and spaces within me that I haven't gone yet. Right. And, and I know the more that I do that, the more pure I am to serve other people and to support them on their journey. I can't be full and trying to help somebody. It's too much weight. I got to consistently empty. So that's also very encouraging for me. Just say yes. You have more to gain than you have to lose. Mm -hmm. Those are the final words. Go get the book. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that my Thank sister was told you. I'm so happy that we got to talk and connect. And we, I mean, it's been so many years, so many different places and spaces. But always on this spiritual journey for our healing, though, in mm -hmm. every place. It might look a little different, but we were willing to go into those quarters, if you will, yeah. to really allow ourselves to, you know, get to our highest self. And so I'm always so grateful to see you and to have a sister friend in you and to just know that you're awesome and doing all this great stuff too. I, I'm so excited and I support you always. Thank you so much. You're going to check out Latoya's information in the show notes, her website, her podcast, her book, everything that you need to know about her is going to be there. And I'm so thrilled that she was on the call, the podcast. You know what I'm talking about. My signature copy of Latoya's book, Life Lessons That Heal the Soul, has a personalized message just for me. And she says, grateful that our healing journeys have crossed and I am so grateful that we have crossed yet again Latoya I'm so grateful for your time and the nuggets that you left here today so I ask you which experiences in your life are calling you forth to heal something to ponder as we come to a close I'm so grateful that you were here and thank you so much for listening okay friends we'll talk next week